Hi everyone, I'm Lucinda Almeida and you are listening to the Mental Gap Podcast. This is the start of everything. This is the very first episode. I'm super grateful to have you here with me today. So thanks for listening and let's get started. In today's episode, I'll be sharing a conversation I had with Nicole Merkel. Firstly, let me tell you that this lady right here is such a wonderful human being. And secondly, she's from an organization called Fight Back SA. They run these self-defense classes as two to three hour workshops to equip women with some of the most essential skills. They are actively working towards giving power back to women in South Africa. So to start off, can you just tell me a bit about Fight Back SA, um, what it means to you and how it's affected you as an individual? So Fight Back SA, it doesn't just mean something to me. It has become a part of me. It has become a part of the reason why I'm alive um, is the best way that I could put it. Um, and the way that it has impacted me as an individual is it's um, everything that we teach to women and children living in high-risk communities, every self-defense class, every friendship that, is, that has been made. Um, it helps me become a, a stronger, braver, more confident woman every single day. Mm. Um, and, and I can say that is genuinely the, the course content that, that does that. Um, and it's wonderful to be able to share in that with, with other women and children as well. Are there any risks or challenges that your organization has come across working in the specific areas and environments that you do? So we haven't faced any challenges with being in the environment. So I want to make that very clear. So we absolutely love working in these areas and we feel so at home and so happy working in these communities. Um, I, I want to make that very, very, very clear. Um, we've made some lifelong friends in, in, in these communities, but there is certainly an aspect of safety that is a, a grave concern unfortunately, just as unsafe as they are for the women and children that live in these communities. Um, it's unsafe to operate um, workshops and programs in, in, in these communities. Sometimes they're not well received, um, especially in communities where gangsterism is particularly bad. Um, we've had a situation before where four of our trainers were almost killed in Heinz Park. So there's definitely, yeah, there is definitely an aspect of security that is, is quite scary. And we know that in some communities, if we go in, um, I, I think that the, 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 the one attack that we had on four of our trainers was after the alcohol ban was lifted. Mm. Um, and we just didn't factor that into consideration. We had schedule their workshop with a woman of Heinz Park and we went through to them on a Saturday and we didn't realize that the, on that Friday the alcohol ban had been lifted and it really exacerbated the gangsterism, the turf wars, um, there were sewage pipes that had been um, cut open so there was sewer everywhere and um, the second we drove into the community um, one of our vehicles was tagged mm -hmm. and the four trainers that were in that vehicle had to, we were quite lucky that the, the driver of that vehicle had, had actually had 
um, emergency driving um, uh, classes before. He has like a special driver's license and um, he was able to maneuver them out of the community, drive into an opposite community and into some random person's garage. Um, but mm -hmm. they were chased. Um, there were guns. Um, another vehicle was slammed into their vehicle as they drove into it. So there was mm -hmm. damage as well. Um, but we were just grateful that none of our trainers were injured. Um, but uh, we do get a lot of members of communities approach us and say that a lot of organizations won't offer programs in their areas yes. because of the feeling of, you know, we don't want to operate in that environment. Mm. And, and we like to oppose that. We know that it's risky. We know that it's dangerous. Um, we try to mitigate it as much as possible. We have two um, fully licensed paramedics that are, are trainers. Um, yes. There's always a paramedic that goes with. Um, and we have trainers that are licensed to carry firearms. Um, so we do that as well. And then in communities where turf wars take place regularly. Um, so that means uh, we'll often have to do a, a workshop on the second floor of a building because of stray bullets. So we mitigate it that way. Um, or we take private security through with us. There's almost always a company that's willing to donate their, their time and expertise. But we will never be deterred from operating in these communities. We will never say that it's an environment we do not want to be present in. We will never, ever do that. And we will never expect women or children to pay money to get on a taxi mm -hmm. or get a, get a car or something to then drive out to a nice suburb to do the class. So you're um, making sure that... You're making sure it's that the, yes, it's coming to them. That's so beautiful. Uh, it's really amazing what you're doing. It's so <laughs> yes, it's commendable. It really is. Um, so what was one of the rewarding experiences you've experienced? Like, um, has there been a scenario where someone has come to you and like said to you that you've changed their life in some way or another? Could you share one of those stories with us? So I'd like I'd like to share two stories. Um, okay. So the first really rewarding story was well there are a few of them, but we often get women coming back to us and messaging us or letting us know through their community forums that um, you know a day or two after they did the workshop, someone tried to break into their home, someone tried mm -hmm. to assault them, and they were able to defend themselves effectively. Not just with the self defense training, but we also distribute um, free pepper sprays yes. to all of our workshop participants. So we've got lots of stories of girls that have fought off attackers or they've used their pepper sprays to stop someone from breaking into their homes. So those are, those are really rewarding stories. But I think my, my most favorite story is we often do workshops with victims of gender-based violence. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about women and, and children, you know, 11-year-olds that have been gang raped or um, who have been assaulted, um, who have survived attempts to take their lives. And I think my absolute favorite story is we once did a workshop with victims of gender-based violence. Mm -hmm. And among those victims, there was a deaf and mute survivor mm -hmm. of gender-based violence. And we paired her up with a trainer. And even though she was deaf and even though she was mute, and even though she had just been pulled out of the most abusive home, we managed to teach her to take her power back. And, and, and to me, that was, that was truly reaching in and, and making a difference. To be able to offer someone like her just a little bit of love and support and, and confidence and empowerment. Sure, I've got tears in my eyes just talking yes. about it. Uh, 
<laughs> you know, that's, um, you know, I'm, I'm not far removed from this. I don't just, you know, yeah. I, we don't just do this work. We are, you You're know, connected part to of the us. people. Yes. Yeah. So that was, that was really amazing to, to be able to do that with her and give that to her and it not cost her anything was, yes. is probably my favorite story. That's why, like, I, I would consider you a hero in some sort of way. And I'm sure to them, you and your organization are, like, the heroes they need, the everyday people who are behind the scenes or aren't always seen on the forefront, but they are d- making these changes in these individual lives that would usually go unnoticed or unrecognized because of circumstances in society and because they are the poorest of the poor. So um, what you're doing is amazing. It's touching so many people's hearts. And I I really believe in what you're doing. And I hope that you guys oh, go really you. far with this. Yes. You, you, and you're such a beautiful person yourself. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. So I, it, it means a lot to us. And um, we actually just started, we thought, you know, we really empower women. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, the situation in South Africa is severe. I mean, gender-based violence is mostly re- the result of, you know, toxic masculinity and, you know, the fact that we don't have consent classes. And there are a lot of boys, you know, who don't have fathers in their homes. And the nearest person they can look up to is the gangster, the drug dealer around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just want to belong. So, we thought, you know, 2021, we're going to design a program for boys as well. Mm. And I'm so happy to say we have just finished designing a 12-week program. Um, we, yeah, we're going to, and it, it basically touches on positive masculinity, on consent, on, you know, how to be the man in the home when, you know, your dad's not around. Mm. And we've got everything from, you know, talking about gender-based violence and, and what it means to be a man to replacing the little things in their lives that perhaps, you know, if they come from a fatherless home, they don't have. So all of our male trainers have volunteered to teach boys how to shave, how to make a tie, how to suit up, um, how to do an interview, um, how to help someone that might need your help, uh, how to build things with your hands. Um, And they'll also be doing, they'll also be running boys through a soccer tournament. So we are so excited about this. We're still in the pilot phases. So we still got another year that we need to work on it, but the curriculum is there. Um, we're sourcing some additional trainers because this is not just something Fight Back is going to do. We've got some big investors on board. So we are going to do this on a mass scale. And hopefully within two years time, two to three years, we'll get government's buy-in. So it can be rolled out in, in public schools as well. Yes. Um, so, I mean, we are, you know, we're not just about empowering women. We understand where gender-based violence comes from. And if we don't support young boys and young mm. men as they develop and grow, we're never going to change the stats. That's so, cool. so that's also super exciting. <laughs> you just listened to a conversation that I had with Nicole Malcolm. One of the key takeaways I got from all of this was that you can play an active role in shifting the power dynamic in your life. If you enjoyed this episode, episode 2 is coming soon, so stay tuned. I'm the Cinderdal Maida and you've been listening to the Mental Gap Podcast. Special thanks to our guests for this episode and to everyone listening. 
If you enjoyed the content, you can join us at The Mental Gap on Instagram. Here you can share your comments and questions. We'd be happy to hear from you. Other than that, take care. Till next time, I'll catch you on the other side of a conversation worth having.